0: May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. I've never been at this specific service before, but I think Harvest Sunday is about trusting in something you don't see yet. In the Old Testament reading, it seems there's trouble in this biblical text. The expectation is they're going to get grapes. But they don't. They get wild grapes. They suffer painful things without explanation or understanding. There's a question of why is this the outcome? There's an expectation of good things here. And instead, there's bloodshed and crying. This seems very relatable. To the mass shooting in Las Vegas a week ago. Suffering painful things without explanation or understanding. A question of why is this the outcome? Bloodshed and crying. What is going on? Could it be that the Bible? written 2,000 years ago can relate to our current situation, our current reality. Next in the psalm, again, there's this vineyard reference. It references our enemies and it describes our perpetual and consistent tears. Again, that seems applicable to Las Vegas. If we consider the shooter an enemy of human life and the suffering that has occurred there, it has caused perpetual and consistent tears for many. This psalm also mentions the specialness of the vine chosen. How the landowner God removed obstacles made a way for it to grow, there seems to be intentionality and planning on God's part. The vine has taken deep root and grown everywhere. So it indicates that there is a pervasiveness and a hugeness to God's plan. There's success in it. It's thriving, expansive, beyond expectations, beyond what seems possible. Beyond what seems realistic, I'm glad to realize there's some good news in the text. God's work is undefeatable, and the growth is exponential. God is uncontainable. Hmm. <sighs> Do we see that in Las Vegas? What do we do when our expectations are for one thing and we get another? What do we do when we know God's plans are gloriously incredible but we don't see evidence of that? Do we become angry? Do we doubt? Do we fear? Those are all understandable responses, natural responses in coping with the trouble in our world. What do you do? What do you do when there is a crisis in your own personal world? Something that radically changes your reality overnight? Something which occurs in your life, which is so painful, it feels like a gunshot wound. I don't know about you, but that's when I want to hide under the covers. I want to feel safe again and escape feelings of terror. I want to put a blanket over myself. Or maybe a quilt. I want to cocoon myself in a warm, safe, cozy world. I'd probably want to create a blanket fort like I did as a child. Do you remember those? You pile the sofa cushions together and you drape the blankets on top. If I did that today, I'd be using the blankets off your pews. I'd use these gloriously incredible blankets and quilts, these beautiful quilts. And when I did, I would notice the backing, the other side of these quilts, is different than my expectations. Many of our blankets on our pews right now in this sanctuary have a backing which is white. You can check if you'd like. I often think of white as the absence of color. I wonder if in these moments, which are difficult in our lives, if we think of our experience as God somehow being absent. At least some of our blankets and quilts on our pews right now in this sanctuary have a backing which is partially black. I often think of black as dark and heavy. I wonder if in these difficult moments of our lives, if we feel alone and afraid in the darkness. If we only look at the back side of our quilts, we wouldn't see the gloriously incredible beauty or grace on the other side of the quilt at all. Is there anything beautiful and beyond expectations in Las Vegas this week? I brought an article from the newspaper, The Guardian. After Las Vegas shooting, a city known for sin, band together in kindness. I'm going to read you two quick paragraphs. The deadliest mass shooting in modern U.S. history has inspired an overwhelming community response in a city known more for its seedy underbelly and lavish parties. People stood in line for five hours to give blood. Food and water donations piled up outside evacuation centers and hospitals. Online fundraisers for victims more than surpassed their goals, reaching $41,000 for a young woman whose friends asked for five and $4.2 million was raised for a general victim's fund. Uber drivers showed up offering free rides to anyone displaced by the tragedy, and volunteers and grief counselors eventually were turned away because they had reached their max at many centers for charitable assistance. Las Vegas is widely assumed to be more interested in spectacle than support, more keen towards entertainment than empathy. But within 24 hours, locals proved those accusations false. The iconic lights of the strip went dark on Monday night in vigil. In a time of crisis, Sin City, showed its grace. Maybe that's the beautiful side of the quilt called Las Vegas. A place where God is not absent and we are not alone. A place where we can see God's grace being brought, demonstrated through humanity, through people who were often strangers to one another in the midst of agony and pain in the world. God is full of grace and love, and that enormity of God is bigger than the mass shootings. God is more mighty than the most terrifying fear. As much as we can be overwhelmed in those moments of how awful it is, God is so much bigger, more powerful, more contagious, more enveloping, more pervasive, more, more, more. How much more? Well, that is the good news in this world. In the good news, in the gospel for today, there is an implied reference to Jesus being a cornerstone. What is a cornerstone? It's the foundation on which all else holds fast. It's the one thing we can trust, which gives us stability, and it does not crumble. No matter how much pressure or weight is put upon it, we can put 100% of all of our pain, our stress, our agony, our blood, our tears and fears on it, and it can bear the weight. It is stronger than everything else. That cornerstone is Jesus. Jesus, as our cornerstone, crushes our pain, our stress, our agony, those blood, tears, and fears, and anything else we want to offer. That is what Jesus did on the cross, giving us new life, giving us God's peace, God's love, God's kindness, God's mercy, God in the fullness of God's self. Our strength. Our redeemer. Our cornerstone. Praise God. Amen.